Podcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hennigan and our man DZ, whose actual name is Dave Zalesnak. Tonight, the glorious return. Cosmo. <laughs> it's Cosmo? The glorious return of Hot Routes. Bowl game style, the New Year's Six, Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl, plus some of the other big guys, Alamo, Cheez-It, Outback, it's Outback, Outback, and Citrus, next on the Wheel of Bowl Games to Drink Minimal. Wheel of Bowl Games. Is the Outback Bowl actually like that cheesy restaurant, the Outback? Or is there something it's other? Played in like Australia? No, I mean, I, it, is I mean, that is that why it's the Outback yeah. Bowl? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. No. Are you never had a Blooming Onion? I mean, are oh, you... I'm a Blooming Onion guy. Okay, well, you know why they call it the Cheez It Bowl? Is that the restaurant. is that the one seed for your fair food? Because the Blooming Onion is the one seed for my fair food. Uh, uh, absolutely. When I go to the no, fair, I'm I like, I need a, a Blooming blooming onion. onion. I don't think I've. Ever if your one seed is smoked corn on the cob, then you have issues. No, it's not. Who gets corn on the cob at the fair? You said two things that I've never gotten at the fair. Okay, good. You never got a blooming onion? No. Have you ever had a blooming onion, period? I don't think so. What is the sauce? Sheltered the, man. The Actually, you know what? I what went to an it. Outback once. It's got to be an Aola. Is that an Aola sauce? I do think no I went rules. to an Outback no in rules? Rochester, New York. No rules. <laughs> Just right. <laughs> All right, so uh, DZ, you're gonna be spinning the wheel. Are we spinning? We're spinning the wheel. We had we had Home Alone build us the wheel for. Uh, so DZ's gonna be spinning the wheel. The we've got contracting needs. We've got the. We've got the. Don't give him a sponsorship yeah, yeah. for free. Here. No, no, you no sponsorship. It. He's gotta earn it. The Yankee builders the made way with a twenty dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> Yankee Yankee Builders <laughs> built the wheel, which actually is not a wheel. That's Dave Z's computer. Oh, no, don't give it away. What are you doing? <laughs> Edit that out. Edit, edit. Okay. All right, what bowl game should we do first? Is that the whole Spin the wheel. Gig? Spin it. All spin right, it. Spin the wheel. We still got to spin the wheel. You got to tell us the game. It's, all, it's a rich mahogany wheel <laughs> with a nice little flipper board. It, you really put in a lot of work on this. Orange Bowl. It was the Orange Bowl. Come up with the Orange Bowl. Texas A&M versus UNC. That's a seven-point spread. UNC is a seven-point underdog to A&M. Which one of you guys want to take the lead on this? I'll jump in first. Spin the wheel. Let's spin it again. <laughs> well, first off, the line has moved. It moved. It moved. It moved. Seven and a half currently. Mm. And A&M. That half guy is always a big deal, yeah. too. It's and, always a big and deal. And I think the reason why – so the big thing when we break down all these bowl games, you'll, you'll sense a trend. But when this crew is breaking down games, when it comes to bowls, it's about two things, especially this year. Opt-outs and along the same lines, motivation. Those are always big factors when you're, when you're looking at bowl games. Uh, so North Carolina had a slew of opt-outs. Not a lot, not a huge number, but uh, – key key players so yeah, we've yeah. got not yeah. a huge number but all of the guys that they leave all on. the really yeah. important guys all the guys you wanted to watch are not playing in this yeah. game so, sam howell might just opt out for fun so their leading receiver uh brown both of the running backs carter and williams and their linebacker Chez surratt leads the team in tackles and sacks and then on the other side texas a&m 
no opt nobody that, that's like even like their opt outs happen in august so but, they're good right is the is the tight end for texas a&m uh, a Mark junior Wayne. or is he just a sophomore it because some of I'm these sure. dudes like they're not going I, I was surprised when that weidmeyer kid did not opt out so he and Sarah being it, out is an issue it's, for that it's interesting right there. it's interesting yeah, I would have liked to see Surratt go against that kid. Me I would have loved to see this game in the regular season. That would have been you. fantastic. Yeah. Go I ahead, do like Z. to think about that. So, anyways, that's the storyline. Those those four-star players on UNC being out. We all know if you've watched Texas A&M at, at, at all this year, the, really their strength is that offensive line in the run game. Um, really, Isaiah Spiller and Smith, those top running backs for them. Now, UNC, most of the damage – Everyone has talked about UNC and their defense has really uh, not been strong all year. That was uh, polite. Most of the damage is done <laughs> in the air. So 85th ranked pass defense, a uh, little bit better, 48th ranked rush D. So with everything Texas A&M, you know what's coming. It's going to be a, it's going to be a very very much a run heavy game. In fact, the tight end we were just talking about, uh, Weidermeyer, he's the only receiver they have with over 500 yards. So you know what does the running back have? He's Smith. fantastic. What does though. Smith have? What, what about Spiller? Uh, no, but I mean Smith is a receiver. Is their number one receiving option? I feel like they, they love to feed that dude the ball. I yeah. don't know if he has five hundred yards, but this offense at one for, point uh, Smith and Spiller were like their second and fourth leading receivers on yeah. the team. That was a position decimated by opt outs yeah. and injuries. That was yeah. something coming into the season you knew was going to be a problem. Mon's done a lot better job yeah. this year though. When you think of him. 19 touchdowns, three incompletions, completing 63-ish percent of his passes. Yeah. So they have everybody playing in this game that they've had this season. I like AM to beat up on North Carolina. You got him to win and cover? I do. Okay. Win and cover for Henny. Z. You're going to, you know, I'm taking UNC to cover on this game. But I will tell you, because I know some of our listeners are, are looking to make plays on this. This is not one you put your money on. There's with with the opt outs, yeah, a lot of questions, too much unknown. question marks there. So so don't not the game to bat, but I would yeah. take UNC to cover. Right. So Z, I have uh, three paragraphs on this game. You covered the first two paragraphs, so there's not much left to say about this game. When you look at those opt outs, obviously that's the biggest thing when looking at this game. Would love to see this game get played during the regular season. And, and and I would have had UNC if this game is played during the regular season. With all of those dudes, I don't think Texas A&M could have put up enough points to hang with what UNC was going to hang on them. I that, like that take. That being said. Strength, full strength, full strength. Full I strength. Think I think UNC I think takes it. That said, so I had UNC in my bull pick em spreadsheet. We do it every year, DZ. It's it's amazingly going on like 15 years at this point, bro. Did you know that, bull pick em? 15-year uh, anniversary is like this year. So I have but, copies of every single one of mine saved. So, but in, in what's great about this game, what's great about this game, what's fun about this game is I still think that Sam Howell is the best player in this game. He's not surrounded by the type of talent that he's been surrounded by, but this is going to be fun. Kellen Mond, Isaiah Spiller, they're now the more formidable backfield than what Sam Howell has behind him with his two running backs opting out. The Texas A&M defense is better than the UNC defense, so that tips the scales to Texas A&M winning this game. But here is my hot take on this game, more so than this, just this game. Sam Howell has the type of game in this game to keep it close in cover that that just kickstarts his 2021 Heisman Trophy campaign. 
This Ooh, is this is a game it. that kickstarts that they lose, but he keeps it close enough to cover after everybody said he's got nobody left. They lose 34-31, but it's not because of Sam Howell. He's the best player in this game and shows it and has that type of game. He does have Diami Brown's younger brother that he can throw the ball to now. So we sure. get to see that. And kid. Daz Newsom's going to play, yeah, right? Daz, Daz yeah. Newsom's It'll be interesting playing. to see yeah. you. Yep, Daz Newsom's playing. And it, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. Spin it. Here it comes. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Southern Teal, and 2X IPA in the house, by the way. We got the Cotton Bowl Classic. Ooh, ooh this is, That's oh, early. Oh, okay. early we end up That's with, with Oklahoma, one. Florida in the Cotton Ball Classic. Florida we'll is up the order of some of these coming up. Florida is favored by three. Hey, the wheels picking this. Oh yeah. That's Florida right. is favored by three in this. <laughs> Forgot. Uh, it, this Idiot. is Kevin. Kevin Hannigan. Kevin Hannigan. You we, we talked about it. You are indifferent to some bowls. You don't love the bowl season. It, it you love the pageantry of college football, and I'm with you there. The old way of doing bowls, the old way of picking the national champion, was better for the bowls. The, the college football playoff has sort of minimized what the Bulls look like and how exciting those are. But this is a game that is very watchable for me. Kyle Trask versus Spencer Rattler is my start point, and I'm watching it because those two dudes are playing quarterback for their respective teams. Listen, we, before we get into that, or you, you turn it over to him, we got to stop using the term pageantry when we talk. It's a term that gets thrown around. It's it's like something that really grinds my gears these days. But I love college football, and that has just become one of these terms that everybody uses it. You used it last week. I did. And pageantry is not one of the reasons I watch college football games. I love college football for, for many reasons, but I why does pageantry always come into like – one of the first things we say mm. about college football. Well, I stood next to you. I think because it's true. People knew I think because chance, it's true. You guys knew the I mean, chance, the arm movements. Pageantry. But I'm saying that's yeah. literally so what I it was. I love pageantry. I, go to I watched you love it. I, I watched you love pageantry Ooh. as the marching band comes on. Was you. I watching Hamilton? When you uh -huh. go to Army Navy and you watch and you watch them march in. Right, and yeah. you watch those types of things. I, I, if you have a different word Just to describe it, I'm okay. Yeah. So if you don't like the word, but I, you, yeah, if it you don't like if when you, you have the like marching the word, band come on, and there's fireworks, and you have Saquon Barkley pumping up the crowd before a big game. That's literally theater. I yeah. love theater, Dave. So I love the pageantry, the theater before the game. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I like describing it as theater. That's well done. I love the Buffalo Bills. I love the Buffalo Bills. They are they're, they're by like I grew up in Buffalo. This is my NFL team. But the, do the Buffalo Bills do anything that even closely resembles Enter Sandman well, NFL at teams night, don't really do that, at do night in Blacksburg? That's what I'm saying. That's pageantry. That's the pageantry well, that you enjoy. The, one of the things I realized, I looked that up I had, I've never been into a Bills game before it kicked off, so I had no <laughs> idea. All right. What quarter we is actually it? actually did. What's mid-first quarter? Like, I, I can tell you, it's foggy. I took the kids <laughs> last year, and they actually do, like, a run out, and they got fireworks, and they got this it's, giant bill big bison. It's not Enter Sandman. There's no way it's Enter Sandman. There's not a real buffalo that no, runs on the field. No, because everyone's in the parking lot. Yeah. It's not the no, Sooner. they're not even in there. No. It's not the Sooner Schooner. There, there's no deal like <laughs> no. that. So, all right. So, Oklahoma, okay. Florida. Okay. I apologize for using the word pageantry. All right, look up uh, I'll, I'll change the word. I'll look, I'll look up synonyms. All right. Yeah, I don't apologize for liking it. I just apologize for no, using the word. I, like I do love theater. theater too. If, if we can work theater into the description yeah. of it, you're gonna yeah. be. Like, 
Well, Kevin yeah. and Hannigan and I are podcasting about theater in the off season. In the off season, theater has no off season. Yes, if you tune in, the college football ends. <laughs> theater yeah. season. I think actually, theater season. Last year, it actually does. It's right. summertime. It's Oklahoma, no... Florida. You talked about the quarterbacks in this game. Did I? You did. You said that's where you were starting. <laughs> Pageantry. Yes, I, yeah, absolutely. That's where you said you that's, were starting. That's definitely where I start. So I was that gonna... makes this game watchable. Absolutely. This is the a game intrigue. You want to tune in. The intrigue. In in when I look at this it, this game, if things broke differently. A little bit differently. We've talked about these two teams. This is a college football playoff game that's not a college football playoff game when you watch these two teams play. These two teams could have easily been in the college football playoff. So you get that opportunity. And I, I, I hate when the New Year's Six Bulls end up lining two great teams up no, I loved against it. against oh. some scrubs. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. They've got them playing each other. Great and job this is scheduling awesome. this game. I don't want to see Florida play Oregon. I want to see Florida play Oklahoma. Yes. This is great. This is awesome. Fantastic job scheduling Go this ahead. game. Go ahead. I think Spencer Rattler could have the type of game that you are saying Sam Howell will. He led the Ooh. Big 12 in basically every meaningful category for a quarterback, yet Brock Purdy and I think Sam Ellinger were named your Big 12 first and second team. But Spencer Rattler had an outstanding season. The bar, unfortunately, for him was set at be the best quarterback in the country, like be the Heisman winner. Right. That's now the bar at Oklahoma. That's tough to come into that position. Yeah. And we've talked about how Oklahoma's roster changed throughout the year here. I'm a big fan of where Oklahoma is. Florida's pass defense you just they're not good. This Florida defense is not good. Oklahoma has a better defense than Florida. Florida's offense a little better here, but I think that actually bringing the defense to this game like Oklahoma will is going to be the difference. Spencer Rattler's going to put up monster numbers. Oklahoma Here's, Oklahoma let Oklahoma held its five of its last six opponents to 21 points or fewer. And they play in the Big 12 where they love scoring points. Hold on though. It's it's defense but it's the wrong kind of defense. I'll tell you why. Okay. Second-ranked rush defense in the country, and they're really a top 15 defense in every single big metric you look at with one exception, passing yards. Their passing defense is 77th. And what yeah. does Florida do? What What do they not do? They don't run the ball at all. That's they true. only run the ball to keep you honest. Yeah. All they do is throw it around. Luckily, and they're no going pits. against Oklahoma's biggest no weakness. Pits. Right. Luckily, but there's no pits. Florida here. has experience playing without pits. What's the deal with Oklahoma with their dudes in the secondary wearing the long sleeve t-shirts instead of like Under Armour? They're like the only team in the country who's got dudes that wear like loose long sleeve t-shirts instead of under armor. Got, so got they're flabby just, yeah, they're just flabby untoned arms that, and that's that why right there is an indication so to me <laughs> that they're not good but yeah. no i look florida's got experience playing without pits so i don't think that the lack of pits is going to be as big of a deal as as maybe it would have they otherwise been the last been. time he didn't play it, it, they did lose the last oh. time he, he didn't play but uh, i i'm with you hennigan i, I am uh, the running backs for Oklahoma have really showed out, starting with Stevenson, who's had almost 500 yards in just the five games that he's played. You know, six touchdowns, six yards per carry. Like, this dude has been a dude and has changed their team since they've been there. The defense, you mentioned it, they're playing better, they're playing well of late. This team, this this game is just loaded with, with guys that are going to be exciting to watch. I, I, I saw these stats the other day. And this is cool. Oklahoma has two running backs with over 400 rushing yards and four wideouts with 20 or more receptions. 
Florida has five receivers with over 20 catches and 200 wide, re- 200 receiving yards. So there's just dudes just all over the place making big plays. I think that Oklahoma defense is the difference. I love that call where he has his his. I'm going to be a Heisman. Spencer Rattler has this. I'm going to be a Heisman guy next year. I've got Oklahoma winning 31-28. So I guess that's a cover. And if you want to bet the money line, they win as well. I take Florida. I love Florida in this game. I'm, I'm taking action on this game personally, and it's it's because of that matchup. I love looking at breaking down those on unit bowl games. Unit. Oh, it's a uh, slippery slope. You're wearing game. a T-shirt. You should love bowl games. Um, Who bets so, on? Florida is going to take this, and if it comes down to a tight game situation, I really love he 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 had a tough break with that fifty-one yarder through the fog, but I love the kicking it's game. No, Cade York, that's Evan true. McPherson. I think he's got you know he can come back from that. You know, in a tight game, you want the the team with the strong kicker might might help you in the end. So I'm taking Florida win and cover. Passing offense is just too good for Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma has covered a spread six of their last seven games. And the seven-game tear. I know you like trends, and you like looking at that I stuff. So at Oklahoma's, to me. Oklahoma's coming in winning seven straight, Florida coming in losing two in a row. Okay, but that probably doesn't matter. Six of the last seven, though. Over-under on daggum shoes being thrown. I know, I, know, I, like, I know you like that, Dave. Cover the spread in six of their last seven. Just yep. throwing that out Just there. Throwing that you out think there. About, I, you're saying you're putting your money on it. I just wanted you to know all those – Yep. Points that are out there. So. I am with Z. Do theory. Yeah. I am with now Z. Now you're prescribing <laughs> to the do theory. I am with Z on Tony, though. Tony, Tony, will how many 20 plus yard plays will Tony have? Over under three. You're taking the over or the under? Over. I got over. over. I got the over on over. that. He's that, that that kid is dynamic. Is talk motivation about, a talk about an Florida announcement. Year, I don't think motivation is a factor for either one of these guys. Kyle's game was the SEC championship. Kyle Trask is ticked though. It would be if Kyle Trask was the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. But Kyle Trask is being talked about as the fifth or sixth best quarterback in the NFL draft, and that dude wants to show out. Hundred percent. Yep. Hundred percent. Good draft. Show me what you got. Yep. Draft status. That's the reason he's playing. Yeah. He would have opted out if he's the number one pick in the draft. But they're talking about the Trey Lance. This dude's like Trey Lance. You want to talk Trey Lance? I put up Joe Burrow numbers, and we're talking Trey Lance. Let me go show you one last time what I got. I think it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. Dave, what's next? The Spin wheel. It. I thought you oh, the wheel. wheel. <laughs> yeah, pick up a yeah, pace. On. Spin it. Hold on, it's across the room. There it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, you gotta push it harder. Really yeah, it's been go harder. Yeah. Right. No, that was a weak spin that time. It's gotta go around at least once. <laughs> right? Isn't that the rules? Price is right. Well, uh, you just can't. One? Price is right. Price is wrong. No. Did it had to? Oh yeah, it did. Doesn't have to go around at least once. Wheel of Fortune. That oh. had to go around too. Oh yeah. Full spin. Rules did you spin on. it yet? Or like yeah, it was really weak, but it landed on the peach ball. Oh okay. Cincinnati, Georgia. I love this game. Oh, you would. I, of course I do. <laughs> you hate it? No, no. This is a fun game. I think this is great. I, I, this, this oh, you is hate be... it because there's a little guy. No, no. I've yeah, been on no, board with yeah, Cincinnati. This I is said... be... but, I, but, hey, Georgia, I, I know that, like, we're, we're picking on Georgia, and we've kind of given Georgia the, the the raw deal when we talk about Georgia and say that they're overrated and the CFP overrated them. The SEC is certainly not overrated. That's the best conference in football. And Georgia has looked a lot better since JT Daniels has stepped in the quarterback position. 
And after JT Daniels stepped into the quarterback position, we really got the opportunity to see that playmaking ability of the Georgia wide receivers who have largely gone unnoticed but are actually very good. George Pickens, Jermaine Burton, and Kyrus Jackson are all all three of those dudes are guys that you will be eventually talking about on Sunday and going, where, where did he play? You know, like, where did George Pickens play his college football? That dude is a, he's a number one receiver at the NFL level. And we didn't get a chance to see him up until JT Daniels got inserted into this, into this lineup. And that's going to be fun because he's going up against that Cincinnati secondary that we've talked about a lot on this program as being maybe the best secondary in the country. I mean, they're loaded. They've got three NFL guys in their secondary. So that's going to be a matchup that's that's going to be really fun to watch. Georgia had a lot of opt-outs. And I yeah, think that's that what that I want to ask. Who opted out for Georgia? A lot of people. And you know, got a total, total of eight opt-outs that I've and that it's, let me hear them. And it's interesting, too, because how much does this game mean? Like, UNC was like, yeah, cool, we made the Orange Bowl, but we're going to opt out. It, 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 I know that this means a lot to the UNC program, but we're going to opt out. This game means so much to the Cincinnati program, and it also means so much to those guys. Cincinnati, last I checked, correct me if I'm wrong, Z, they had zero opt-outs. No opt-outs. Everybody is playing. Everyone's zero. playing. Everybody is playing. But, I mean, this is the big story because when you, it's eight opt-outs, but let's, let's go through these guys that are opting out. So you got three linebackers that are opting out in Georgia. You got their sack leader. You got a guy that's tied for second on tackles in the team. And then you got a guy who's third in sacks who, who jumped on the trans, transfer portal. So it's like an opt-out slash transfer. You got a cornerback, Eric Stokes, who's the interception leader in the All-American. Yeah. yeah. You got a, a right. first-round corner gone. First-round yeah. corner. Yeah. So you've got the entire deep, like it's the defense. Monty Rice is out, right? Well, Monty Rice is playing. There's two more cornerbacks, Mark Webb and DJ Daniel. Okay. Then their tight end opted out. And then another one that's that's um, you know a big hit that, that kind of goes unnoticed. The right guard Ben Cleveland, yeah. he's their oh, best yeah. offensive lineman and a captain of the team. Yeah, he might be a first out. round guy too. So you so it took you a while to get to the offensive guys, but those are two big offensive guys. And look, it, I, I mean I I think that Georgia's a good team. I'm I'm fine with Georgia. I think that they're a little bit overly ranked, but this Cincinnati team. Is, is better. They're, Cincinnati's a seven-point underdog in this game. I'll take Cincinnati money line. I'll take Cincinnati to win this game outright, and I'm not that uncomfortable doing it. Give me Cincinnati 24-21. I, 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 Ritter and Dokes are two guys that have gained a lot of yards on the ground. They, 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 they've crushed it. They, they make up a lot of that offense. I get it. Cincinnati's top offensive strength will have its toughest test yet against Georgia's front seven, supposedly, who conceded just 69 yards per game rushing over the course of the year. How but many? that's not that same team. It's they, they conceded just a little bit more than 68 and a little bit less than 70. And, and so it's <laughs> – but that's not the same team. The, the the team yeah. that the team oh, yeah. that Cincinnati is going to see is not the same team, and the team that Georgia is going to see 
is the Cincinnati team that's been playing all year. Give me Cincinnati. They win. This is a fun game. Good game. Cincinnati wins 24-21. So Desmond Ritter, he should be loving this, all right? Because when you got a dual-threat quarterback, one of the keys to, I think, plugging up those guys is that linebacking crew. And you got to have an athletic guy, maybe a spy on them. And then you have your entire linebacking crew opted out of this game for Georgia. Yeah. So that's going to be points, all right? And then you and JT Daniels, the difference really between when when they didn't have him, when they were going with the, who's the Yacht Club guy? Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. So they were 52nd in the nation. I think it was like a, was he a mailman? That's the, the, the mailman. Third, the third. Yeah. Um, but you never had a Stetson Bennett hat? They're sweet. <laughs> They're just good. So Georgia was 52nd in the nation in QB rating under Stetson Bennett. Since JT Daniels. And Dewan Mathis. Under center, fifth in the country. Actually one spot ahead of Florida. Now, they played some junk teams during that stretch, but still quarterback play has improved vastly. Georgia is a much better team. My take here is that I'm taking the over. All right, that's a 50 I love the over in this one. Okay. But I'm with you. I like Cincy to win outright. Yeah, money line. Cincy. So, I know that you love stats like this, so I'm going to throw this out at you because I think it's a great stat. So, Cincinnati, we talked about their defense. They're 10th in yards allowed, 7th in points allowed per game. Right? Those are nice stats. It's cool to, like, say those. And then, hey, Clemson, the only other team in the playoff or the New Year's Six that rank in the top 10 in both of those categories. There's two defenses in this entire New Year's Six playoff rankings that rank in the top 10 in yards allowed and points conceded, and it's Clemson and Cincinnati, a team who I heard you talk about last episode as the best defense in the college football playoff in Clemson. Yeah. And Cincinnati's sitting there right with them statistically. The, Georgia, the addition of the quarterback is fantastic, but you can't forget about the run game. So what's happened to them, look at their last two games. They've gone for 330 yards in each of those games, four rushing touchdowns. They have eight rushing touchdowns in their last two games, and we're talking about they've added a quarterback. So think what that has done. It hasn't been about JT Daniels throwing the ball. Yeah. Now that you have a serviceable quarterback, shame very on good us wide for not receivers. mentioning Zamir White. I mean, right. shame on us. And now you look at Zamir White, and they have guys behind him. This running game is now freakishly good for Georgia. Eight touchdowns in two games. Yes, I think it was against Missouri and South Carolina. How dare you? Like suggest that Jerkowitz is just this easy well, top twenty five Missouri. Right. I mean, it's not as good as you know the AAC defenses that Cincinnati is seeing, but they are still some SEC guys. They're probably pretty good. Yeah, their backups are as good as these but AAC they, guys. I mean, so you on. need to Georgia. look at this running game, and that's why I'm going with Georgia here to win this game. Georgia is going to bring something reliable, and that's their running game. So the pass defense is very good for Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. But they haven't seen the talent that Georgia's going to bring. They haven't seen like, – Dylan Gabriel is nice and UCF is nice. But this team, Georgia, has SEC caliber guys. And I just think this running game now, we haven't had to see Georgia with a quarterback like this. Yeah. We talked about it last year. What if they had a quarterback yeah. and you couldn't just stack the box yeah. against Georgia? Now they have a quarterback, very good wide receivers. The running game for Georgia is the difference yeah. here, and they win this game. Their wide receivers are, ama- are are really good, and it's it's been something that we didn't get to see, and that's going to be a fun matchup to watch those corners against those I love receivers. this scheduling, too. I, I So this far, is, this some, is going to be fun. When you schedule these games, I want storylines. Yeah. 
I want some reason to watch. Don't just Jeremy random. Yeah. I, but I just want yeah. something to get into. That's why I watch a game, and I like this one. Well, it's awesome because everybody's saying that that Cincinnati was overrated in the CFP, and that, or I'm, I'm sorry, that Cincinnati is underrated in the CFP, and that Georgia's overrated in the CFP. Right? I was I wasn't listening. Yeah. I said everybody. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I said Boston. I'm sorry. I said everybody's right. agree. Yeah, you guys are like sorry. figuring out something. I don't know what you're saying. With, <laughs> he's he's pointing. He's like gesture. <laughs> it wasn't that gesture. <laughs> I saw the gesture. You wash your was, hands. Wash my eyes. It was an eggplant emoji. I don't know what the heck was going on over there. But so he's rolling dice. Everybody is. Everybody is saying that Georgia is overrated in the cfp and that cincinnati is underrated in the cfp right and now they get a chance to play great storyline agreed <laughs> I, agreed i like that good guys that's good blue all right moving blue. along all right next let's let's spin the wheel Dave. let's get the wheel going remember when this episode was gonna be 40 minutes yeah <laughs> what is it <laughs> a little better a little better oomph on that wheel hot rods is right. not fun what do we land there on we got. what do we got fiesta Fiesta. Wait, it, we got all the CFPs coming up first. Oh, hey, the wheels are Iowa the State. Wheels for, Iowa State versus Oregon. Oregon is a four and a half point dog. Are they, are they still a four, four and a half, and point? half point? Is that what it, That's what it was when we looked a couple days yeah. ago. What do you guys got? Anybody want to take us out here? No. First of all, no opt outs. No, no opt outs for either team because fine. both teams are pretty young. Both teams are pretty young. Anybody want to take us out here? You guys want? Uh, well, I mean, this is a cave on Thibodeau game. Are for you me. looking at me? Pac-12 I'm expert. If, if you want to, I'm the Pac-12 guy. Pac-12 here. guy. <laughs> if if you want to talk about a reason to watch a game, I'm gonna watch this game for cave on Thibodeau. There's to me this when you look at why I want to watch games, this falls down the list a little bit. The last couple, the first few games we let off with here, I'm excited about those. We're gonna talk about Cheez-Its later. I'm excited about Cheez-Its. I love Cheez-Its. They're a one right. seed. And we'll talk about the bowl game. <laughs> yes. Oh, Dave. You well, talked about what's your ideal <laughs> day. What's your favorite day? day? Oh, man. But I'm going to watch this game to watch Cave on Thibodeau. Perfect so that's day. if you want me to leave. I off wake here. up. I watch Brian Breezy High School. Yeah. <laughs> then I get the oh, Cheez-Its yes. out. Yes. <laughs> Roll the dice. <laughs> All right. Anyways. <laughs> Anyway. I know you like that Anthony Brown played a little yeah. bit for Oregon the other day. That was nice that they slipped Anthony <laughs> Brown in that game. Right in there. Yeah. So I'm going to watch for Cave on Thibodeau. Dave, why are you watching this game? Convince me to watch it for some reason other than Cave on Thibodeau. Dave, Dave needs a minute. Uh, look, I, I, obviously it's 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 Brees Hall. I mean, if you're watching this game, Oregon's running rush defense has not been pretty, and now you're gonna you know hey. Brees Hall comes in, and it's cool because Brees Hall, like, he can't even opt out of this game. The, the thing that people forget about this dude, who's sitting right there with Najee Harris, is, is statistically the two best running backs in college football this year. He's not going to opt out. He's only a sophomore. This dude is amazing, and Oregon has not done a good job stopping the run. And it, to me, he's the difference in this game. It, it, Brees Hall is the difference in this game. When it, he's played 11 games. The dude rushed for almost 1,500 yards, 19 touchdowns, another 21 catches, 170 yards, and two more scores. He leads the nation in rushing yards and attempts, and he's second in rushing touchdowns only to Najee Harris. What did you think of Sincere McCormick yesterday? Because he was two, right? 
I think it went Brees Hall and then Sincere McCormick. So that was kind of fun watching. Yeah. But UTSA, because honestly, I hadn't seen Sincere McCormick play yet this year. All name team. So seeing that guy, who is also you know, one of the best running backs in the country. And right. To get back on topic, Brees Hall is fantastic. But I, I, I like I, Iowa State to win this game, but I'm watching for Kayvon. I, I, uh, and Kayvon's a good point. And Oregon is a good point. We talked Tank about. Tank for Kayvon. We talked about Oregon last week. We talked about the Oregon USC Pac 12 championship game where it's like. There's a lot of reasons to watch this team. It's because there's NFL talent and there's really talented guys all over the field. And this game is going to have that too. Oregon, I'm almost tempted to pick Oregon in this game, but for their inability to stop the run. I think Brees Hall is, you know, a little bit of Brees Hall goes a long way. I don't think they're going to be able to do enough against Brees Hall. You haven't even talked about Brock Purdy, who's a very good quarterback. Iowa State's got a good defense. Have they seen anything like C.J. Verdell and Travis Dye? I don't know. I mean, those guys, that's a, that's a that's a great, great, like, tandem of running backs that they're going to be facing. I think this game's going to be good. It's going to be, a, again, a fun game to watch. I don't want to see Iowa State play Florida, and I don't want to see Oregon play Cincinnati. This game doesn't move me, but though. See, but having these two teams it play doesn't. each other, I think it's at least going to be good. It's going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be a close game. I've got Iowa State to win and cover. You're right on. I, I like the, the Brees Hall going up against that Oregon rush D. I think you're spot on. I had the same analysis on that. But on the other side of the ball, the same thing holds true. I mean, we don't. We think of these Oregon offenses, and we think they you know, do a lot of spread, throw the ball. But they are really, this year, a rush-heavy offense. And Verdell and Dye, they have like 36 attempts per game. They're really, you know, they skew more towards the rush. And that Iowa State D, 105 yards per game. They're still in the top 10 in yeah. terms of a rush defense. So in terms of matchups, both of those really favor Iowa State. Yeah. Love Iowa State in this. They're yep. going yep. to they're gonna go to work. I've got 34-24 Iowa State. Sounds good. Yeah. I agree. And in a good game. In a good game. When you when you start talking about a 10-point game, you might think that that's not a good game. But it's a good game. Dave. A good 10-point game. Roll it. Call it, Kevin. Oh, what do we got here? Dan, we have your Outback Bowl. Blooming Onions. Your Blooming Onions. I've got Blooming onions. onions for the win. Go. You're next. Blooming Onions for the win? Blooming Onions. Win. First of all, take the over in this game. Wait, I'm confused. Hold on a second. You you are anti-Outback. But pro-Blooming Onions. But pro-Blooming Onions. Yeah, I don't know how you can live in both worlds Wait, how worlds is that anti-Outback? I just didn't know if it was the Outback restaurant. You called it a cheesy chain yeah, I restaurant. Yeah, you trashed Outback tonight. I can have the court reporter read back yeah. what you oh. said. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like chain restaurants in general, but a Blooming Onion is good. Okay. I just needed some clarification because I was confused. So is it your favorite chain restaurant? No. <laughs> That's a different debate. I don't have. I, I don't go to chain restaurants. go to chain restaurants, Dave. What about that Scottish one not you love? It. McDonald's? <laughs> All right, uh, so it, this is Indiana, uh, seven-point favorite over Old Miss. Indiana is what, 12 in the country? Some, right around there. Some say they got screwed and 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 not getting a Did New Year's. And not getting a New Year's six. Did they? Look, first of all, first of all, <laughs> if there's a game that has a chance to break 100 points, this one's it. Ooh. it, it take the over. 100. Take the over in this game. I know that like the the Mississippi Ole Miss wide receivers opted out. Elijah Moore is gone. Uh, Kenny Yaboa is not gonna play in this game. Oof. They both said, "See ya." 
We're preparing for the NFL draft. This game loses some luster because if you've never seen Elijah Moore play, it's a, a an experience. I'll just watch Sundays next the, year. The Elijah Moore experience is fun. But it, uh, Indiana receivers are going to play. Ty Freifogel and Whoop Filer are going to play. And this Rebels secondary Whoop. is awful. So that's going to be fun because they're going to, you know, they're going to make some hay. This is another one that I would have loved to see this game during the regular season. You know, I would have loved to see Elijah Moore and Kenny Yoba play. I would have loved to see Michael Penix be healthy for this game. This game would have been a great, fun, regular season game. But for me, with Penix not playing, that's the key to this game. Missing him is huge. I think the lane train is looking to make a closing statement in his first season in Oxford. Matt Coral is going to test this defense like few teams in the Big Ten could. Ohio State put up 42 points and Fields went for 300 yards and two touchdowns. He threw three picks. I get it. And they also put up 300 yards rushing against this Indiana defense that is supposed to be the strength of their team. I expect a big day here out of Jerry and Early and Snoop Connor, the two running backs for Old Miss that nobody talks about, plus a few John Reese Plumley packages, which we've talked about how nice the John Reese Plumley packages are in that running game. I saw Matt another person Coral, named John Reese. Is that like a first name? Matt Coral just throwing bombs. If you watch these guys' highlights all year, Matt Coral just drops back and throws it as far as he can. Old, old Miss. Pulls the upset in this game. 42-38. Cue the hurricane alarm. Done deal. Yes, sir. Dave, he's tossing Dang. this to you here. Well, what do you... The other thing, the only wrinkle in that, because I, I agree with you, I mean, the the game plan and what, and what Coral does is that when you look at where he's throwing the ball, they run a lot of flats and screens. And if it's not that, getting athletes in space and making making guys miss, it's those bombs down the field. Throw so it as far as you can. It's weird. It's like almost not a lot of posts and not a lot of like mid-range throws. It's just all screens and then long balls and stuff like that. Uh, the other thing, IU, IU, seven games. They only played seven games. And they're number two. I'm just two, not responding to the long ball thing. Number two <laughs> in the nation in interceptions. Okay. So how are you gonna talk about and, Matt Coral then? And Matt Coral good. has thrown fourteen interceptions. Yeah. Dave, he threw six in a game. Yeah. yeah. And he threw five in a game. Yeah. So yeah. you're gonna talk about Matt Coral going against the team that is the best in the country intercept. You said at, at you tossed away the Justin Justin Fields three interceptions, whatever. That's huge because Matt Coral's gonna throw three interceptions in the first half here in this game. I think you're yelling at me, but we're saying the same thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. You seemed aggressive. I'm just, I, I agree with you. you no, got those I'm, angry eyes. I love your homework, Dave. I love the homework you did here. I so didn't do that dad. type of homework. I didn't just Let's leave the fathers out of this. Um, your father loves Dave's homework. It's true. It's true. So. They should be. They should be saying. I'm not taking Ole Miss in this game. They should be saying nice you're catch. Not. No. And they're saying then why'd nice you redo catch. the siren? I don't know. Oh, okay. To distract you. No. <laughs> It worked. There's, they're over. Throw you out. They're in the hundreds on both categories of defense. Their defense is terrible. That, that's so bad. They're that, really you bad. You've got to try to do that. Yeah. That's like Syracuse. I think that Lane Kiffin just wants his defense to be that bad get so he can just get the ball field. back. Yeah. 
Yeah, let me play. It's like letting them let score get, at the yeah, end of the game. So yeah, the offense exactly. Get the ball let me, back. Let me get they the just ball do back. that the entire game. Let me get the ball back. That's an interesting philosophy. Yeah. Let's, let's see how this plays out, Captain. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm, I'm, I like it. I like Indiana. Give me Tuttle in the Outback Bowl. Yeah? That's what I'm taking. I'm taking Indiana also. Okay. You ready for a spin? Spin it. Spin it. Oh, what are you feeling here? That was a little too strong. Oh, is that going to be... Oh, yeah. Citrus, Dave. It looks like Citrus. You love the Citrus Northwestern Bowl. versus Auburn. The citrus I have Bowl. a tough time telling the difference between the Citrus and the Orange Bowl. Are we sure we did this correctly? Because that looks a lot like the Orange Bowl. But, okay. All right. So, it's Citrus. 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 Tanks, Big B. Go. That's all I got. That's all I got. This that is the 11 a.m. Four 100, 100 yard game. Yeah, this is this is the JV game yeah, on New Year's the, Day. Uh, that's You're the like, eye opener. I got an egg bake going. Maybe yeah. a little bit of hot sauce on you there. Yeah, yeah. Going. Yes. For Auburn, for Auburn, the conversation isn't about this bowl game. For Auburn now with this program, it's about moving forward. So sometimes you get here and you want to talk about the bowl game, but Auburn for me, it's not about this game. It's what happens now moving forward you've seen Bo Nix for a couple of years you've got a Harson coming into Auburn oh Hank Bachmeyer what are you doing Bachmeyer but that, where are you going I don't see something like that's going to happen but the Auburn quarterback position is something interesting to talk about so I think for you've got to bring a guy in if you're Auburn at for this me point. this game doesn't Bo move Nicks me at all better. but for Auburn it's what does next year look like because you already mentioned Bigsby you know you have a stud running back he's amazing and I can trust that Auburn is going to put together a good defense. I just, that's one of those schools I believe you're going to find guys on defense. You are looking at the quarterback position here at Auburn. So you can talk about this game. I don't have much to say about it other than I'm moving forward wanting to see what happens with Auburn. It's too bad. Year. It's too bad they didn't have a guy on the roster like, uh, you know, Malik Willis to, to jump mm. in there and, and put a little pressure oh. on Bo Nix, yes. you know? That Who got rid of him? Who got rid of him? I don't know. They should fire him, though, whoever it was. <laughs> Zing! Boom! But ironically, actually, to bring it back to the Outback Bowl, the last time these two teams the played Bowl. in a bowl game, do you know when it was? Do you it remember? It was like 2010. I do know. 2010? 2010 Outback Bowl, these yeah. two teams. and uh, Auburn won. Auburn, 38-35 victory. I picked him. Did you really? I doubt that. No, um, he did. Well, Auburn, after that, I always pick you. Actually, talking about regroup, very next year, Auburn won a national championship. There you go. So maybe this is their yeah. key. Yeah. Maybe this is it. Northwestern and then beat Northwestern, bring in a guy that steals laptops, national championship. Does, does <laughs> Bigsby run for more than Trey Sermon did against this just undisciplined? No, no because Northwestern, Northwestern defense. No, because Northwestern doesn't doesn't have to try to stop. Northwestern clearly tried to stop Justin Fields in what they were doing, and Bonex ain't Justin Fields. So they don't have to to do what they did against Ohio State to stop to try to stop the run game. The key to this game is they will focus on Tank Bigsby Dave. and trying to stop him and say Bonex try to beat us. Dave, this is the first trip Northwestern has made to the Citrus Bowl since when? You brought up Outback. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. 97. The they lost the to Peyton Manning in Fitzgerald's last game. As a Northwestern Ooh, Wildcat. A so Pat Fitzgerald's wow. oh, last he's got game. A little, oh, he's got he doesn't like game. that taste in his mouth. From, a sour taste in his mouth yes, from the very sour. Yeah, we should just end it right there. Good night. Done. Done. Look, I, I, I've got Northwestern gives up 15 points a game. That ranks fifth in the nation, 
12, they're 12th best against the pass. Auburn doesn't really do what Ohio State does. So they, they're, they're, they're not <laughs> going to be able to do what Ohio State did. I, Northwestern, to me, is – you talk about motivation, Dave. You, you, you said it, 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 when you're looking at bowl games, you're looking at opt-outs and motivation. This is that game where I look at motivation. I've got Northwestern. They win and cover. They win this game. Did anybody opt out for that, we had three big Seth Williams opt out? I, I don't have any – I don't think I have any for Auburn, but oh. three big opt-outs. Oh, defensive back from Auburn, uh, Devin Barrett, opted out. But Northwestern, their best corner, Greg Newsom is second, first team all Big Ten. They got a wide receiver, McGowan, second leading receiver. Yeah, McGowan's a guy they go to a lot. And uh, Leota, defensive lineman, right. their sack leader. Yeah. So those are three big opt-outs. Loved him in Goodfellas. Him in Goodfellas. He was yeah. excellent in Goodfellas. He was really good. <laughs> yeah. You got a pick? You got a pick? Oh, this one, again. We know who's picking. Ten guys. Hey, Davey Big Ten. I'm going Auburn. Davey Big Ten, dude. I'm going Auburn. Auburn's going to win it. Bo Nick's going to come up huge. Oh. And Hankwitz is going to just, his game plan is just going to fall Crumble. apart. The Bo Nix experience. He's got the yips. What? Senile. Why do you <laughs> hate Two oh. weeks later, he's senile. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's one week later, oh. and he hates Hankwitz. <laughs> Just because Eli Drinkwitz and Hankwitz. Oh, I'm going. We're moving on. <laughs> we only got a few left. Alamo. We Alamo. Out a few spots. Alamo. In it's Alamo. The Alamo. Cheese it. Is it? Che- that's cheese it. That looks like okay, cheese it. it. All right, go oh, ahead. It's on the line. It's on the it's line. On the line. Is that cheese it or Alamo? My one seat of snack. My one seat of snack foods, by the way. A hundred percent. Cheese it? Yes. Yeah, I can't oh, walk past cheese it's and yeah. not grab a handful Jesus. and just yes. stuff it into my mouth. That's something you give to kids when they're five. No, I don't give it to my kids. Keep them quiet in church. Oh no, no, I keep them for myself. Yeah. I stay quiet in church. <laughs> In order to get cheeses. Jackie gives him cheeses when he stays quiet. Yeah, Kevin. Like, we go every Kevin, day. Kevin, you can have cheeses. Yeah. Morning mass again? Yeah. <laughs> it's Deacon Kevin now. <laughs> what do you got? All right. you, how do you like Kick this Kick us game? off, Father. Uh, so Cheez-Its, besides for being delicious, are hosting a bowl in which Miami is playing Oklahoma State. Super interesting game. By the way, oh, snap. So, uh... Cheez-It and Alamo are the last two bowls that we're talking about. That's Tuesday night. That's a nice night of college football. Oh, that's, that, time, that works out well. That's us. a nice night of college football. Yeah. Cheez-It is Miami, Oklahoma State. Alamo is Texas, Colorado. Solid night of college football coming up Tuesday. And the wheel landed right on the line. Boom. Just like it knew. Boom. So, Derek King is what I want to start here because when we got news in the last couple of days that he was coming back to Miami was something that – and as you were talking about with Ohio State signs, they're working guys in. and Miami, I think, something similar. You brought in Rhett Lashley. You bring in King. We know he's a talented quarterback. They're going to lose Brevin Jordan, so you're going to lose your tight end. But you have the ability. Both defensive ends. Yeah, those yeah, guys are gone. Both defensive yeah. ends. But I'm talking at the offense around Plus King. the defensive end that never played in the first place. But if you look at King and look at that offense, they're going to bring back the running backs. The wide receivers weren't really anything special this year, but – I believe all of those guys can come back. So you do now have this opportunity over the offseason to put something in, build something. You you thought King was one and done. Yeah. And so to bring him in and now get a second year, I'm excited to see Miami come at Clemson next year. They're coming for the crown. Because when Derrick King comes Ooh. back, 
Derek King, like fifth year senior oh. Derek King, versus, sixth year senior versus right? a young DJ Ugalali. I, I absolutely excited. Good, think good he's the guy to to do that. I'm excited to get him to see him do it. I want to see this team King is with so the good. right offseason so good. with Rhett Lashley because I don't think we were able to see Derek King hit his potential this year. I think he's a talented kid that gives Miami a chance to challenge a better roster because he's a special player, and we right. just didn't get it this year. He did a nice job, yeah. but they had a, a couple losses to very good teams. Lost to North Carolina, and they lost to Clemson. Yeah. So those are your two losses, but he didn't really beat anybody that yeah. was that impressive along the way I don't, I don't think King's the guy that's going to bring him over Clemson. I would have benched him in high school for Trask, yeah. but that's me. That's you. That's you. Well, last time we saw Miami, they were having their souls removed by by UNC. Yep. But so uh, who cares know. that those defensive guys are gone? But they however, are, like I've got what, in the last game, OK Good State. Riddance. But OK State, you know, talking about Miami having their souls removed by UNC in their last game that they played. OK State is missing the heart and soul of their team in this game. You know, when when Chubba Hubbard's not going to play, and he so he declares for the draft, and they've they've had. You know, disappointing seasons out of their quarterback and their wide receiver that we thought, you know, Tylen Wallace, who we thought these guys were going to be this trio of skill position players that were going to sort of be transcendent for this Oklahoma State team, and it just didn't work out. You ended up having Chuba Hubbard, and that was it. And now you don't have Chuba Hubbard. So when I look at this game, I'm with you, Henny. Like De'Ara King, he's he's the best player on the field. When these when these teams take the field, and he's going to be the difference. The Oklahoma State D was decent against the run this year, but if you go back and you take a look at some of those games, they struggled against mobile quarterbacks. Which Derek King is maybe one of the best mobile quarterbacks in the country. I've got Miami winning this game. Didn't Max Duggan rip him up? Yep, I've yeah. got. I've got Miami winning this game, and they cover. They win 27-24. I think the spread's only two. It's basically a pick game, something like that. I think it's two. Is it? Is it still two? Last night, if it is two, uh, two and a half. If it is two, two and a half. Fine. Still, I've got Miami winning by a field goal. They win 27-24. This this is a good game. This is a fun game, though. Imagine the trajectory of both of these teams midway through the season. They were both in that 10 to 15 ranking with very, very, you know, positive outlook on both of their seasons. Cheez-Its are disappointing for both of them. Yeah, I think I think both of these both of these teams had just such a letdown in the second half of the season. And so it'll be very interesting to see who comes in here motivated and wants to win this bowl game. Uh, I'm going to lean towards Oklahoma State in this one. Nice. Uh, defensive opt-outs from Miami. Uh, numerous and, and just what happened with UNC I just feel like the wheels are really coming off of that program the Cowboys number one corner opted out so I mean like that's yeah. that's your your ace corner that's not I mean there's people you know all of these games there's going to be opt outs there's going to be but like yeah I mean I offensively I, Miami's guys are playing Brevin Jordan's playing in this I game I hear King you though playing. but I mean DZ's not wrong though with those two your two defensive ends who really bookended that Miami defense and were so impressive all year long both opted Jafari out. Jafari Harvey. Be, just remember that name. Be, 
That's going to be remember the name Jafari Harvey. We'll talk about him next week after that dude who finally gets a little. Miami has plenty of defensive ends. These guys, you saw him against North Carolina. Yeah, Fine. That, go ahead that's and leave. True. That's true. They just go ahead and leave. That's true. They just go, they just heart. roll out the athletes. So, well, no, I got oh, that. Dave just brought up a good point. So I've got Miami winning cover. You've got Dave, Miami winning cover. But Dave just hit on it because Miami trends has won one of their last seven bowl games. We saw him last year be embarrassed. By Skip Holtz and they the Louisiana shut out. It was like 12 yeah. nothing. They got shut out. Right? So Miami, there's no reason to pick Miami in a bowl game when you don't show up for bowl yeah. games no, and you repeatedly lose. That's they what stand. Miami does. They so need. it is a heart thing. It's me thinking Hubbard leaves Oklahoma State. Miami's main guy has announced he's coming back. I would assume that does some things to practice, but Oklahoma State's been able to run the ball without Hubbard. So you don't yeah. have your maybe locker room guy, but they've had, they ran for 260 against Baylor yeah. in their last game. So heart pick, absolutely. King, yeah, King coming back has nothing to do with Miami. It has everything to do with the stacked NFL quarterback draft class. Well, no, he's not an he NFL would, guy, really, yeah. either. Yeah, but I he's mean, that's why he would come college. back, though. Well, he's like, a good college. try to get there next yeah, year yeah, yeah. and then be in a year where there's not as much competition and right. maybe get drafted in the third yeah. round or something. Yeah. But I do think that this isn't the year. But I think it's it, if the team's going to be focused and you have a guy that's not leaving, your leader of your team is there, I think that's better than him not being there. So I do think that helps you. True. If you had to pick one or the other, yeah, I'd rather you there. Rather have them there. So that does help, but there's no reason to pick Miami. If you're going to be a better, and they every they lose every year in bowl games, I wouldn't pick Miami. I'm going heart here, rooting for Miami in this game, yeah. so I'm going to pick Miami. So I like root it. For them. And I love Cheez-Its. And I love Cheez-Its. Alamo Bowl. We don't even need to spin the, bowl, spin the wheel because it's the last game that we have what left we got, for Gator tonight. Gator or Duke's Mayo? Duke's Mayo. <laughs> Has anybody <laughs> ever had Duke's yeah, Mayo? Yeah, he told us last oh, week yeah, he loves yeah. it. Yes. I've yes. never had Duke's Mayo. You want to mayo. rank mayo? Go down to <laughs> North Carolina, like the Charlotte area, and down south. Duke's Mayo, they will take your Hellman's and just throw it in the garbage. Duke's Mayo is okay. king down okay. there. All right. And you got to try it. It's delicious. Okay. It was everything. Smooth and creamy? It was cracked up to be, which, which means you could barely tell the difference. It was slightly better than Hellman's, but people were like, it's so much better. Okay, so Duke's Mayo did not make the cut. Alamo uh, Bowl did make the cut. Uh, number 20, Texas is going to play Colorado. Colorado's a nine-and-a-half point underdog in this game. Wow, that's a big number. That's huge. I'm surprised. Check us out. Anybody? 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 Well, Anybody? let's Anybody? start. I mean, we could start with the opt-out. So Colorado had three. Uh, one one is a I think a COVID issue, but they had their wide receiver Keith Miller. Texas had and forty-seven. In uh, Texas had five team captains. Yeah, Texas is a seven. lot of dudes. Five of them seven. are team captains, yeah, a lot Dave. Of dudes. Yeah, a lot on the defensive side. Of and the ball your coach too. is his job is on the line every time you come out. Like yeah. that's what's if anybody evaluates things, it's so difficult. Like when you look at a bowl yeah. game and you just seven opt outs, five team captains aren't playing in this game. That, like, yeah. I don't know how that plays out here. I have no idea here's what a, that does. It, well, here's the thing about this game, though, that, that that when I look at this game, it's Texas versus Colorado. It's fun. You know, it's that former, like, Big 8 conference well, I was watching highlights of the last time they played. Uh, it was, that's what I did. I, did you see Cordell Stewart in there? Well, I was watching the last time Colorado beat Texas. Was that the ninety? Chris Sims four turnovers in the first half. Was I looked at that one? Well, do you know who the defensive coordinator the was for Colorado played. during their Big Eight days? Right? No. 
I guess not. No. Bill no. Belichick. No. No. Nick Saban. Mike Hankwitz. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the defensive coordinator they were so for good. Colorado during they their big strong. eight days. That was back when he was look, still of sound mind. But look, I, they were great. He was he was a longtime defensive coach for Colorado when they were in the big eight. And he was the defensive coordinator for that 94 team that went 11-1 and one and was maybe like the best Colorado team ever. He spun that into a defensive coordinator job at Kansas. What? Oh, as you do. Why would you? Okay. So, anyways, like this is a fun matchup. I like this. But Tom Herman does not agree with you about bowls, Kevin. Like Tom Herman thinks that bowl games are big. Well, he's three and zero, isn't he? Should have told yeah. his players. And he plays. Well, that's all he has to stand on. He's three and zero in bowls. Exactly. He plays bowl games like they're big. Let's not talk about a... Big Twelve championship games. He's Those got... are irrelevant. He's what matters is bowl games. You guys know that. He's yeah. got a knack for firing his team up. He they'll does. Be, they'll be ready to go. Sam Ellinger is going to play, and you know Texas has a lot of opt outs. I get that. I'm a big fan. Colorado running back Jarek Broussard. He, he that dude almost had a thousand yards in five games, but that's one thing that Texas does pretty well. They're pretty decent against the run. They're twenty sixth in the country in yards per carry when you're talking about you know facing different running backs. And the Colorado passing attack is abysmal. I don't think you can be one dimensional going up against Texas and facing that Sam Ellinger offense who's going to put points on the board. I like. Texas to win this game, and I actually think they still cover, even though that nine and a half game, that nine and a half point spread is big. I've got Texas win, cover, 35-24. I think you're going to see a good game out of Sam Neuer, the quarterback for uh, Colorado. He's a great story. It's a really, he was, played safety all of last year. He had originally come to play quarterback. They converted him over to safety, and then he switched back to quarterback. So he doesn't have a whole lot of experience on the college level uh, playing quarterback. And he had a really rough game against Utah this year, uh, but outside of that, he was he was okay. He was very serviceable, and obviously a lot to learn. Um, but it reminds me of another kid who played safety, yeah, transition to quarterback. Oh, I don't know if it's been at Clemson. <laughs> Clemson. Good good college quarterback, and then recently went to the NFL. There was talk of him trying out as a safety in the NFL. Scott Frost, your boy Trace McSorley. So he reminds me of Trace McSorley, too. He's a little bit of a gamer. You know, he's got that improvisation. Trace you know, plays he can this improvise. year. He can, he can stretch out plays, make some big throws. He's, he's gutsy, and he's got uh, a little more height than Trace, too. He's a 6'4", 6'4 kid. So uh, I think him, if, if he doesn't have a good game, you know, in the bowl game, I think there is potential, like, in the long term for him. I think he's going to be a nice quarterback for Colorado. But... I'm going to take Colorado with the upset. I don't think Texas oh. is. Great season out in the Pac-12 this year. They had, they almost had a magical opportunity yeah. to play USC and, and win the Pac-12. Jarek Broussard is awesome. If you haven't watched Jarek Broussard play, and, and Z, I, I know that you're on board with this, but everybody that's listening, if you haven't watched Jarek Broussard play, Tune into this game and watch this kid play because it's special. Yeah. He's he's good. He is really really good. Great running back play in this game because Texas trots out a few guys that are very good. John Robinson, Roshan Johnson are yep. two really good running backs here. Yep. I'm going on tradition, I guess, and going with Texas. This isn't a game that 
I don't know how much I want. Dan, you want to put it on my scale? I don't know about this game so much compared to the other one. Miami, Oklahoma State. I think we're hanging out at your house, like post ski. Oh. Dude, I can't wait for this game. Dan, this pray. is one of those games I can't I'll wait pray. to watch. I'll I'm pray. I'll tell you that right now. I'll I would build a ski. night around this game. I'll pray ski at your house. All right. Built we're around fired up for this game. This game. Hey, Sam Neuer. Built around this game. Sam Neuer here. Boy, Look, hey, McSorley. it's, it's bowl season, and it matters. It's wonderful. You can see this next generation of NFL dudes. You can see where the programs are headed going into next year. There's so many different things to love about the bowl season, but the most thing that you love about the bowl season is the pageantry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you hit the nail on the head with that, I know the that Dave Z just loves the, the pageantry. And the halftime shows. Oh. It's great. It, it's a it's a weird season. No, it, I don't like halftime shows. It's a weird season. Yeah. I think Remember that, that when Fox like started covering the halftime shows? Yeah. They didn't know what to do during halftime. They didn't have good analysts. So they started showing the bands yeah. during halftime. No. Come it's, on. It's, yeah. a strange, it's a strange season. And as I look at this bowl season this year, unlike any other bowl season that we've ever had, we should just be celebrating the fact that the college football season happened this year. Yeah. And it went all the way to the end. And I don't care. Like, Kevin, you and I talked about it where, like, Mississippi State is 3-7 and seven and playing in a bowl. And the bowl season kind of feels a little bit like it, it, it wasn't this – you earned a bowl. It was like we asked your mom if you could come out and play, and like your mom said yes, so you get a bowl game. But you know what? It's it's fine because it's this was a weird season, that, but the season happened. And when you thought it wasn't going to, when everybody said no chance the college football season happens, it happened. It was great. It was as spectacular as always. And now we're going to get these great bowls that we just talked about. We're going to get the college football playoff that we talked about last episode. We're getting sentimental Wonderful. here. Dan's getting Wonderful. Wonderful. So sentimental. You guys I love, love it? the way you're I wrapping it. it up. You it's guys like, love it? Yeah. You love this? You yeah. love this? Perfect. That's all we got for tonight. As always, you can check us out and give us a follow on Twitter at Henny and Patron. You can listen and subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Go on, rate and review us. Follow on Spotify, Anchor, Stitch, essentially anywhere podcasts are found. This check out our page on Facebook, Henny and Patron at the Two Drink Minimum or friend me at Dan Patron. A special thanks to our beer tonight. Bringing it back, circling around to Southern Tier 2X IPA. Delicious. Beautiful. Wonderful. College football happened. By the way. It happened. It happened. And it was best talked about right here on the two drink. Next next episode, Celine Dion versus Whitney Houston. Better female vocalist. Little teaser. Oh, do your homework. Do your homework. <laughs> the two drink minimum. Cheers. Cheers.